0: An auditor is an important ingredient to a mystery shopping exercise. His views, his challenges and his methodology of conducting an audit makes a lot of impact on how a mystery shopping result would come. A demographically divided auditor profile helps understand the mapping of auditors to brands. Hi and welcome back, this is your host Saurabh Narsaria For those who are new to this show, I am the founder and CEO of Floorwalk, a leading mystery shopping provider in India. And we have recently started our web series, Mystery Shopping Talkies, where we talk about anything and everything related to mystery shopping. In this part of the series, we will be inviting some of our outstanding mystery shoppers from different parts of the world, conversing with them about their experiences and challenges faced by them. My colleague Madhura will be the moderator for these sessions. Over to you Madhura.
1: Hello everyone, this is Madhura and welcome to Mystery Shopping Talkies. In this series, we are going to share the experiences of one of the best and experienced mystery shoppers who are associated with us. So we have we are going to start this session with Miss Saily. Hi Saile.
2: Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good too. Thank you. First of all, I really thank you to share your
1: time with us and to share and you'll be sharing your experiences with us. So initiative. And now we'll start with the question and answer session. Yeah. My first question to you is how did you get to know about mystery shopping?
2: Uh, So, I'm actually pursuing chartered accountancy and uh, um, I was doing this course that's called an IT course that's there in our uh, syllabus. So, while I was there, uh, a sir who was teaching us, his name was Ganesh Channa. So, he said that you all can also do, there's a concept of mystery shopping and you all can participate in that or you can take it out. That's how I got to know about it. Okay. So, basically
1: you started off uh, it as an extra source of income or was there any other reason for that?
2: Uh, initially it wasn't like planned for an extra source of income, I just wanted to explore as to what it actually is, what is mystery shopping. I was curious to know. So I started off like that. Okay. So since how many years you're doing this? Uh, it's been three years now. I started somewhere in mid 2016.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's been three years. And uh, how many people you uh, know that you conduct mystery audits?
2: How many people? I think none. I just know a few people who I have referred. So I know maybe two or three.
1: Okay. Uh, Was there any experience that uh, you have told this thing to someone else and they, they are asking whether it is legal or not or why you are doing such things?
2: yeah there there were quite a few actually from my family itself and I told them this is happening so they said that you are spending so much right now do you really know if it will be reimbursed do you really know if they're going to pay you for this because there is no written contract and then there are some instances where there are you know um, not enough proofs that you are providing not sufficient evidences that you're giving so there could be a risk so people usually react to it as this is, there is no formal agreement. You have not been given a letter as an employee. So how are you working as a freelancer? And how is it so reliable? So yeah, I do get these questions.
1: Yeah, and how do you uh, give reasons to these things? I mean,
2: I think I told them uh, at start, you just have to start. Maybe, you know, you might end up spending a few thousand or two thousand bucks. And then when you actually realize that, yes, it's getting deposited in your bank account and they do pay for it. When you When you realize that, then you move, on and then you start doing more and more of it.
1: Yeah, uh, basically it's a trust, right? You have to keep it to the company, and even Save. company has
2: to yeah. keep in
1: the auditor.
2: Correct, yeah. correct. And so now it's become like an unsaid contract, you know. Although okay. there are, you don't have to be worried that it won't happen. You know that surely it will happen.
1: Yeah, and uh, you said that uh, you have to collect various proofs for yeah. while conducting an audit. So yeah. can you refer a few tools which you use while uh, to gather all the proofs?
2: So there is this um, application which I download from Play Store. It's called Timestamp. A yeah. lot of companies uh, insist that when you click a picture, it should have a time, date, and location visible on it so that it actually proves your presence to them. So I think that is one application. Another application is this a video recorder which is a hidden camera video recorder so even when the video is on and when you lock your screen the video will still keep continuing to record the things that you want to record but the other person won't get to know it's called a background video recorder,
1: background video recorder. okay
2: yeah okay.
1: yes okay
2: so that the timestamp camera my normal camera sometimes you need a panoramic view. So you need to have that uh, in your camera. Then the audio recording that's there. Uh, there's also this uh, thing called a geo-verify code. So when you're ac- actually visiting a location, you need to uh, take a geo-verify code that you were actually there. And that particular thing generates that code. You And your GPS is turned on.
1: Yeah.
2: So that is required. Yeah.
1: And can you give some tricks that if there is, I mean, if, if a shop is a little less crowded, then it gets difficult to gather proofs, right? So then, yeah. Yeah. how do you manage in such situations?
2: So, I think as soon as you enter, you I think the first 15 minutes, I just don't take my phone out. I just spend looking at things. I make the interaction feel so normal to the uh, employee or the staff members that they would just know that he's a she's a normal customer and once you know you start interacting with them I think you develop a comfort zone and then while they're just looking here and there you can click pictures Uh, one major trick is that keep your phone very close to your body so that the screen is not visible to someone who's behind you also or not captured in the camera as well so I tend to keep the phone very close to my body I use a phone that's got a smaller screen so that the screen is not very huge, and uh, if I have to make an audio recording, I just make sure that my phone is facing downwards towards the floor.
1: Okay.
2: That and make sure that when the employees are not seeing you, quickly and discreetly capture a picture. And I make sure, I also uh, do this that while while I click pictures, I use the volume button, and I don't use the center button so that even if it's close to my body, I can press it and no one really recognizes it
1: yes uh, do you prefer uh, to take someone along with you for the audit or do you prefer to go alone
2: I prefer to go alone because I have seen I've, because when I take someone along I see that their face becomes so uh, they give away things and hints to those people so it becomes very obvious so I prefer going alone and doing the audit by myself okay. uh,
1: would you like to talk about uh, any specific challenge that you face during your audit or would you like to share any incidents Uh
2: yeah, I, there were some audits where you are required to do a certain set of things like evaluate this product and then you go there and realize that the product is not there. And at that moment, then you have to walk back again and you have to call the, uh, whoever's your, you know, that consultant or whoever he is, you have to ask him that this product is not available. So what am I supposed to do? This is one. Then two ways, sometimes the shops are closed or they are relocated. And you visit there, and then you realize that it's closed, and you have to take a picture of that and upload it, and then the audit is not accepted. Three is that sometimes, uh, you know, instructions are given in the mail and everything, but when you actually perform the audit, there is a little bit of uh, conflict and confusion. So, to clear that, you have to make calls and to the concern team. like a Saturday and Sunday, and then they're not yeah. available. Yeah, yeah, to the concern team. And sometimes on weekends, they're not available. So, then you have to use your own. Uh, you know judgment that what is to be done correct
1: Uh, was there any such incidents that uh, you were clicking pictures or you were gathering some few proofs and uh, that staff got little suspicious and they have asked you that why you are doing this and that
2: Uh, yeah not not, yeah pictures no but I think when I was doing a video recording the staff did not ask me but then I could just see that he probably because he looked into the camera once Okay. So uh, yeah, that, that's one time when I was doing a video, rec- when you do, I think pictures are easily easily captured, but when you do a video recording, it's difficult to um, actually maintain doing that. So there was just, I think one, yeah, that's it. Okay. And
1: which audit do you prefer? Walk-in, telephonic or any web audit?
2: Um, I think walk-in audits I prefer. And also telephone walk-in audits for uh, somewhere like restaurant audits or it's like you know yeah restaurant audits mostly for walk-in else I think web and uh, telephonic are easier because you are you can sit back home and you can do it so they're easier to perform and how do you do your homework
1: before conducting an audit
2: I think one major thing is past audit experience this is very important so uh, sometimes the mail is really concise and small and brief. So what helps you is what you've done in your past audits. And sometimes I have done audits which are repetitive. Like I've done the same audit once and then I've done it twice. So she, the, the concern team always tells me that this was missing in your last audit or this could have been better. So if you just perform the same way and you make those improvements or improvisations, I think that would be more than enough. But also go through the questionnaire rather than the email, the questionnaire that you have to fill after the audit, the audit report. I think that is more important because those questions if you keep in mind and go for the audit then you know exactly what scenario is to be performed
1: and would you like to give any tip to our new auditors
2: i think one is that uh, don't get too scared or don't make it too obvious i think that's one major thing that all the auditors should remember and of course it's not easy to do your first one but as in when you do more and more audits don't become too conscious and don't give away hints to those employees do is that, like I said, read the questionnaire thoroughly because there could be some questions in the questionnaire that you that was supposed to be specifically asked and because of that, your audit report could be rejected. Make sure that your uh, answers in the audit reports are not filled with grammatical mistakes and, you know, sentence framing is correct so that there are not... So you don't get callbacks for, you know, questions. That report is itself very clear. And uh, one major thing is maintain proofs. For a long, long time, because sometimes they ask for proofs till the audit has been paid for. Maintain those proofs in a separate folder so that you can send it whenever required.
1: Great, great. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Saidi, Thanks a lot. And yeah. uh, I guess our new auditors uh, will be very happy to watch your video because you have given us some excellent tips, and yeah. uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, you, you took your time for us and uh, you, sh- you shared your experiences with us which will help our uh, established and also prospective auditors to get a fair idea about mystery shopping. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. Bye. Thank you.
2: Thanks a lot. Bye.